2: This is SOD number 78, the Jack Conklin of Sodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you don't know Jack Conklin? You, you don't know the, the number eight overall pick in 2016? You know the first team all pro and PFWA all rookie team in 2016? Or the guy that started 57 games from the Titans from 2016 to 2019? That Jack Conklin?
1: He's not ours anymore, Austin.
2: I know, I know.
1: It, he, he was a I great just, draft pick. This I is one, this is a, this that was a draft pick that J. Rob won't get enough credit for, because he played so well with the Titans that he became unaffordable to them. The yeah. Browns overpaid him, and look, the, the Titans did fine without him. I mean, they bridged uh, Dennis Kelly at right tackle. Now it's going to probably be either Sam or Lamb. Um, Raiden's is working in the mix. So we'll see how it goes this year, but yeah, Jack Conklin, he was one of J-Rob's finest picks.
2: It, it doesn't make it easier, but or, or like it's never easy to let go of a guy like Jack Conklin, but it is a little easier knowing that the team he went to completely overpaid for him. <laughs> like then it's like, okay. All right. Well, we weren't going about to d- sell the farm for for Jack Conklin. Although with that said, I do love and miss Jack Conklin. Also could have gone with the John Thornton or the Jacob Ford of Sodes.
1: Jacob Ford, okay. Now we're Shout talking. Shout out to
2: a couple of D-linemen who wore 78. You know, you don't see it as often. It's You don't see a lot of D-linemen uh, with, with the 78. So, respect. It just
1: doesn't look right.
2: It, it does look a little bit weird. Uh, today on the Sode, we got Ben Arthur of the Tennessean. First-time guest. It's been a while since we've had a uh, someone... Pop their uncle Cherry uh, on this podcast. That was a weird thing to say. I'll never say that again. Mm, yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk <laughs> cut day. The Titans got their roster down to fifty three man roster. We're gonna talk all about it. Uh, some surprises. Some you know, basically just we're gonna give you all of our takes that we've got uh, built up for that. Derrick Henry's ranking on the NFL top one hundred list came out. We're gonna hit on that. We got a quick shield shower and of course a remember the Titan. Uh, but before we get all to that, Jack, you've got a read from
1: The Ridge. New sponsor alert. New the sponsor Ridge. alert. We're so pumped to bring The Ridge on to the Tighten Up podcast. Let me say a quick word about them. Let me tell you a little bit about these guys. They're located off Charlotte Avenue and 54th Avenue. Uh, they do barbecue right. The Ridge is known for its originals on the menu, such as my favorite, The Originator which is a barbecue sandwich, get this, topped with creamy mac and cheese. It's so good. Uh, They have great fries there as well. The Ridge offers as unique of a menu as you're going to find across any barbecue spot in Nashville. It's a great place to watch a game, too. Nothing pairs with football like the Ridge's game day wings. They're so delicious. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, you'll receive a 10% discount on your order. Yeah, you heard that right. Download the Ridge app to access their curbside contactless delivery to safely enjoy Nashville's best barbecue. Go check them out next time you leave your office for lunch or want to enjoy a Titans game or maybe a a Tennessee game, Vandy game, whatever floats your boat um, with some great food along with it. And make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you.
2: I live in Chicago now and I will never ever complain about the cuisine we have in this city. It is phenomenal. It is world-class, the amount of food and the just the good tasting food you have in Chicago. But with that said, You cannot find southern cooking, good southern cooking, like you can in Nashville. Go, so go check out the Rich. And with all that said, let's talk Titan.
0: I hear the train is coming; it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine
1: since I don't know when. I'm sucking.
2: What is up, flameheads? Welcome to the titan of Podcast. Today is September 1st, 2021, my sister's birthday. Again, someone who doesn't listen to this podcast will probably never hear it, but I should probably say it anyway. And I know this is like my third straight week with, with shouting someone out off the top of the podcast, especially someone who probably w- will never hear this shout-up, uh, but it is a cluster, and they all just happen to fall on a Wednesday. And now I'm done for the foreseeable future, okay? I just had to get those shout-outs out of the way.
1: Anniversary, sister's
2: birthday. Yeah, wife's birthday. Wife's birthday, yeah. Dude, it's a, it, dude, this is the gauntlet of uh, family members' birthdays and, 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 like, notable dates for me. It is, once I get through this, then it's like, football season starts and it's like all right good smooth sailing that's
1: when you um, know football season is getting close when all these birthdays are happening
2: it is I really it really you know how they, they say like training camp for for players is it's 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 a gauntlet it's yeah really like it's the toughest it's the dog days of summer and the heat you're sweating you're you're trying you're working your hardest to try and make the team that's me during this stretch of having <laughs> to remember all of these birthdays and things that I have to get out of my system so then Once it's done, it's like, boom, all right, regular season, let's go. It's a rigorous
1: Um, period of online shopping for yourself.
2: It really is. It really is. Um, Now, Jack and I, for this episode, we're going to go through the 53-man roster player by player and give you our detailed analysis of each guy and why we think they made the team. All right, they're pros, they're they're strengths, they're… their weaknesses. Uh, and we're going to do that right now. Uh, no, we're not going to do that. All right. (laughs) Literally every other Titans podcast is probably doing that this week. We're not going to, okay? We'll hit you with the things that stood out to us and the things that we think are important for you to know, uh, a casual or, or die-hard Titans fan, but we're not going to bore you with a complete roster breakdown, okay? We're not going to waste your time because there are guys on this team that, like, you probably won't hear about for the whole rest of the season. They make, they'll be lucky if they make one special teams tackle, okay? So, we're not going to go that route, okay? We're, we're like, like, we get so hung up in preseason and training camp, and sure, it's important, don't get me wrong, but we don't want to put all of our stock into it. What we do want to put our stock into, though, is a guy that is on the, that is an uncle of this podcast.
1: Does he have three names?
2: Nick Westbrook Akine. And W.I. is a Tennessee Titan yet again. Let's go!
1: That was a roster lock. I was trying to tell everyone. Luke Worsham kept telling me at the start of training camp. He was like, NWI, I don't know. I don't know. They brought in a lot of talented receivers. I told him, Oh, they
2: oh, they drafted Dez Fitzpatrick, guys. They're not going to cut a fourth-rounder <laughs> for NWI. I, I tried How to tell. They're going to keep over NWI.
1: I tried to tell them, and that's another thing, though. The, the Titans waved slash cut 17 dudes today. And the most surprising of all of them, and while I don't want to cut NWI celebration time, I told you so time short, um that's <laughs> Fitzpatrick he's the headliner of today for the Titans yeah yes this is a guy the Titans gave up two draft picks to move up and get in the fourth round and you, you know I'll, I'll give credit to J. Rob where credit is due he doesn't spend a lot of time on guys that he don't think that he doesn't think can help this team immediately uh Isaiah Wilson was gone after a year although I don't know that that was much of a decision I think that was kind of a, a one of those things where you you see how he's behaving, see how he's acting, see how he's responding to to different stuff. And his hand was kind of forced there. That wasn't the case with Des Fitzpatrick. There are seven wide receivers that made this team and he, he didn't keep his fourth round draft pick. I mean, something wasn't looking right with him and Des Fitzpatrick, we know got to a slow start in camp. You heard Vrabel come out and say, you know, we need to see more out of him. He caught a touchdown uh, again. It was on a blown coverage, but they've moved on from him and, this is another sign of the times, Austin. Yeah. When is the last time the Titans had not only seven, but eight, nine guys at the wide receiver position that could definitely play for one of the 32 teams in the NFL. I mean, Des Fitzpatrick being one of them, Mason Kinsey, who had the second most catches in the preseason this season in the entire NFL, Mason Kinsey, had the second most catches he was cut as well uh, or, or waived, I should say. But, now he's a practice squad candidate. I don't know if Des Fitzpatrick is. We're gonna figure that out here later on in the week. But Des Fitzpatrick is definitely um, you know, that that that's a message to future draft picks that hey, just because we draft you doesn't mean you're guaranteed to play week one.
2: Yeah, it's and it really is a true rags to riches story when it comes to the Titans wide receiver room. Uh but with the Des Fitzpatrick cut, there's a lot, there's a lot of truth to this. Okay. There's a lot of different things. That can be true about this Des Fitzpatrick cut. First of all, it's a black eye for John Robinson, okay? A guy that you, uh, just like you said, move up to draft, and then he doesn't even make it out of training camp. That's a black eye. I, I, now, with that said, I also we also have to give him the credit for not just giving him a roster spot if you don't think he's good enough, not giving a roster spot because you paid him, Remember, we had Ramon Foster on. Uh, what a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, he said he would give Des Fitzpatrick that roster spot just because you are paying paying him. You are financially involved. You, you make him earn that. Earn that. That roster spot. I'm glad that they didn't. If If you think there are other guys that are better, <laughs> cough Nick Westbrook, Akin, cough, uh, then <laughs> give them give those guys the spot. Give them the 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 hold. So and and it's almost like. John Robinson is getting better at weeding out the talent that he drafts that isn't going to make it. You you brought up Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah Wilson took an entire season on this roster, took up a roster spot for most of it. Um, except for the times I would, I think he was like on like a,
1: he was only active for a handful of games. Right.
2: Right. Uh, but you know, he was still, he was still on this, on this roster and, and they, and they would, They like tried to make it work. John Robinson's not waiting for a couple of arrests and a really bad mixtape to finally cut ties (laughs) with Des Fitzpatrick. He's saying, no, you're gone. You're out of here now. And that's what he did. And so that's like respect to John Robinson there. Des Fitzpatrick, I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad that, you know, he goes from the highest of highs getting drafted by an NFL team in the fourth round and then not making the team. But like you said, Jack, this is sending a message to not just the guys on the team that are right now, but to future players that are drafted by the Tennessee Titans. Just because you're drafted, you're not entitled to anything. And you could be gone very easily, much like Des Fitzpatrick is.
1: I know there's a lot of praise going around for for J-Rob. or Not a lot of praise. I mean, it's, it's just kind of, you know, Titans fans acknowledging that, hey, J-Rob admits his mistakes where he's wrong. But and at I the end of the that. day, I, re, I, respect I do too. That. I do too. And that's fine. Making a short term mistake as opposed to, you know, a four year mistake by keeping him around and waiting for him to develop. At the end of the day, it was just the wrong year to draft a wide receiver that's a project. They don't have time to work on this guy. They're competing for a Super Bowl. They have a Super Bowl caliber roster. They have a Super Bowl caliber wide receiver room. I mean, which has been almost two decades since we've been able to say that. But what can't be lost in this is that, yes, they moved on from Des Fitzpatrick, but they gave up two draft picks to move up 17 spots and right. get this guy. And
2: and look, and, and I get that, and I get there's going to be a lot of John Robinson criticism, which I do think some of it is warranted. I do. But you also have to look at how much has changed since May, since early May, the night of the draft, or the nights of the draft, I guess I should say. A lot has changed since then, and as things change, you have to adapt. You have to change with them, and I think the Titans have done that. When Des Fitzpatrick was drafted, think about who was in that wide receiver room: AJ Brown, and who else?
1: NwI was wide receiver two by during the draft.
2: Exactly right, and and that plays to our point. And you know, we love NwI, but if NwI is your number two, that tells you you are very thin. So, of course, John Robinson is going to go out of his way to make sure he gets a wide receiver fairly high. I would say in the first four rounds, it's still fairly high in the draft. Now, since then, the wide receiver room has had a makeover that freaking would give HGTV fans a boner. Like, it is (laughs) unreal the type of, like, before and after this wide receiver room has had. And so now, like, so now it makes it. It almost if once you factor that into play, it makes sense that Fitzpatrick doesn't make this team. Okay, like you've got you have you. First of all, they go out and they sign Julio Jones, like Julio Jones is on this is on this team now. He wasn't when when draft night hit. Uh, who else you got? Uh,
1: well, wasn't it because it went this way? It went okay. The Titans have AJ Brown heading into the draft. Let's find him a guy who he can play across from. They can kind of take some attention away from him and let's do it early because at the time, and it's still considered to be one of the deepest wide receiver drafts um, in a long time. So they didn't do that. They waited, they waited, they drafted a fourth rounder. Then they signed Josh Reynolds and it's like, okay, Josh Reynolds, he's, he's produced at a decent level in LA, but he's not really a true number two receiver. He's never had to wear that, that Jersey play that role. Um, then they go get Julio. that changed everything.
2: It did and it did. it gave this team so much more depth and it and it Des Fitzpatrick wasn't as needed as he was like on 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 Saturday, June 7th, Des, uh, Des Fitzpatrick was not or what was highly needed in that room on on June 9th, Monday, June 9th, he was not. He was not nearly as needed as he was. So then he became expendable. And then obviously things changed with, with the, uh, you know, guys like freaking Chester Rogers emerged, uh, Marcus Johnson. Like, it was just like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow. The times are pretty deep. A guy named Cameron Batson, who we have seen time in and time out, make plays on this roster. All of a sudden it was like, oh, wow. Well, I guess they don't need Des Fitzpatrick anymore. So things change. And the fact that John Robinson can see that and admit to that, I'm completely okay with. It doesn't make it any less frustrating that they did waste draft picks on a guy like that, but you also you have to factor that in. It's it's kind of like 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 coronavirus and COVID. Things we were saying in March of 2020 are are not things we are saying now because we have new information, we have new details. Same thing with this Titans wide receiver room. Okay, things are different now. Okay, we've we've been, we've taken in new information, we've gotten new people on board.
1: It's and a different variant. A different variant has hit that locker room. And while that actually is kind of literally as well, um, that, that's just that's just what happened. The, the wide receiver room kind of changed course, you know, as, as the offseason went along. And, you know, let's talk about the guys who did make it, because you mentioned a couple. The,
2: the Chester variant.
1: <laughs> the Chester variant hit the locker room and completely changed the it landscape really of the wide receiver room.
2: changed everything.
1: So the seven guys, because they did keep seven at wide receiver, are, are your obvious to start? A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Josh Reynolds. Then you get Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers.
2: Marcus Johnson, who has been in the league for five years now, uh, tweeted earlier today, this is the best wide receiver room he's ever been a part of. Which It's the
1: best that we've seen, Ty's Titans it, fans.
2: I think it's the best that most NFL teams will. Like, you put this wide receiver room on many NFL franchises. It's top
1: five. It's top five. It, it would be top on, to
2: bottom. On top five for most franchises.
1: And here's the thing, Austin, because we talk about, and I'll finish off, obviously, they they brought on Cam Batson and Nick Westbrook-Akine to the 53-man. And this is just initial because they've got like a lot of guys on COVID, so things could still change here in the next week or so as those guys come off the COVID reserve list. Um, one of those guys actually on it, Racy McMath, he is yet to be cut or waived because they don't have to make a decision on him. Now, that's a guy that could slide under the radar that you bring back on the practice squad or hell. If Dane Cruikshank, who's struggled with injuries his entire career as a Titan, who's probably uh, the best gunner on special teams, if something's to happen to him, Racy McMath's a great guy to go get there um, because of his speed. Because of, uh, you know, we we talked about that. I forgot who we were talking about this with. I think it was Luke. Racy McMath, in that second preseason game, played 23 snaps, zero on offense, all special teams. So they obviously are working him out there, kind of getting him used to that, because they see that as a role he'll play. The Titans don't have a rookie receiver in that room. We talk about them being in win-now mode. They make moves like signing Danico Autry, signing Bud Dupree, um, Janoris Jenkins, and then you obviously have Julio Jones. They don't have time to kind of see these guys through and and really fully develop them and you know finish these project wide receivers, because they're they're in business to win now. Yeah, and you, you, I think that cutting Dez Fitzpatrick um, only emphasizes that.
2: And it goes back to a lot of what we were saying, right? Right when free agency opened, you know, you don't want to have you don't want to have to rely on the draft when it comes to filling the needs that you you have. And the Titans had a need like once Corey Davis bounced the Titans had a a wide receiver and yeah, they went wide receiver in the draft, but then they also went out and grabbed a bunch of other dudes, Josh Reynolds, Julio Jones, and a bunch of others. Like it's, and it's, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, exactly to your point. There's no young guys in that room. It's all veterans. Let's go. Let's win. Now let's go all in. It's kind of, it reminds me of a little bit. I'm not about to put them on the same pedestal as them, but it reminds me a little bit about what the bucks did. The Bucks went out and they got some of the best players, Uh, on offense you know obviously drafted well obviously they got Brady but they then they get Gronk Antonio Brown Leonard Fournette then yeah they drafted. drafted after the secondary
1: it's kind of a similar blueprint to what Rabel and the Titans are doing
2: they made some key signings on defense like they were like let's go all in let's push our chips to the center of the table and you see the Titans doing a little bit of that too which I'm glad to see now with this to kind of put a bow on this wide receiver room talk I do think it's important before we move on. We should give a moment of silence for our man, Uncle Mason Kinsey.
1: And he's not gone. He could be back in just a few days on the practice squad. But at this point, he is not a Titan.
2: I, I, and it's one of those things that's so hard. He's going to get picked up somewhere, man. I, I, I hope he's back on the Titans practice squad just because I want this kid to be a Titan. But. It's also one of those things where it's like I would also love to see him get an opportunity on an NFL roster because he's earned it. He played so well this preseason, played incredible. Obviously, you know how near and dear he is to our heart. He called us sir when he came on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Called us sir. Jack Jack just got his driver's license last week, and he called him sir. <laughs> okay? just so got it reinstated last week. Yeah. Sorry, it. Uh, so it is like, that we love us some Mason Kinsey. So I don't know if, I don't know if we just go straight moment of silence. Maybe Jack, if you could find like taps I mean we could just play taps underneath here and just remember the life and time of Mason Kinsey as a Titan. Hopefully, hopefully he'll be back. Hopefully he'll be back. But for right now, uh, Mason Kinsey. Okay, also, uh, one more uh, notable cut. And I, I really hate to bring this one Ooh, up. Ooh, hey,
1: before you do off. let me just run down, because there's 17 guys. I can just quickly run down everyone who was okay. cut. End, really end quick.
2: With the, end with the one that you know I want to end with.
1: Okay. I, th- I think I know who you're talking about, although there's a couple guys. Uh, Cole Bon Cole Banwart. Rest Bonwart. in peace. Banwart, gone. Uh, Brianne Body Calhoun. Now, he scored a touchdown, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah, but he, he yeah. And, uh, td to uh see ya (laughs)
1: harsh but fair uh fred brown wide receiver he was cut bad things happen when you throw when you throw the ball to fred brown so that's not a surprise later fred uh jamal carter safety he made a couple plays here and there um in the secondary but you know i the safety position is something they feel very comfortable with
2: time to take up coaching coach carter
1: Fullback, Tory Carter. Did not know Tory Carter was on the team. Actually, yeah, yeah, I did. He I think he has long long hair.
2: Is that Tory with with two eyes on the end? Like no, Torrey? it's with a,
1: it's with a Y. It's a okay. it's a classic T O R Y. Okay. But okay. he was so, no David Flew so that yeah. fullback is gone. And they have Cari Blas in game. Um Christian Deloro, offensive Later. lineman. Out. Des Fitzpatrick, we already talked about you.
2: Christian Delator. Uh does see uh doesn't make this team.
1: <laughs> I liked your tweet, Des Cut It.
2: Des cut it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks.
1: Um, Miller Forstall, tight end out of Alabama. They are interested in bringing him back on the practice squad. I think they like what they saw out of him in camp. Yeah, and he was also a great. He was he was that guy who would lift them up if they scored a touchdown in the second half. When he was on the when he was on the field, he would lift the touchdown score up above his head like a like a Simba like the Simba scene in Lion King. Yeah, or um, like
2: No More Stall.
1: Derwin Gray, offensive lineman. Don't know Gray. anything about him. Defensive guys. lineman, Woodrow Hamilton. Now, this guy, I'm pretty sure, was a president of the United States.
2: And this th- this was the guy I wanted you to end on, which clearly oh. didn't. Uh, Woodrow Hamilton, <laughs> guys, Woodrow Hamilton is cut. Now, if you're like Jack and I, this is the first time you're learning that a guy named Woodrow <laughs> Hamilton was on this roster. <laughs> Jack and I legitimately, we— This guy we was going, definitely a president in the 1930s. Before the podcast, we were going over the list of guys that is—, that is that were cut today and we and both of us were like yeah they were like some names that i didn't even know were on this roster and we both said woodrow hamilton at the same time like it was it was unbelievable like it sounds like it sounds like an off-broadway play hey are you going to see woodrow hamilton tonight (laughs) (laughs) Like Woodrow Hamilton, look, great guy, not a great football name. I'm just, I, I can't see Woodrow Hamilton like making the big. Play. If
1: that guy walks into my office with foreign policy plans, though, I'm, I'm trusting
2: him. Oh, without question, yeah. I'm tr- Right. How do right. you want to handle?
1: Wants- how do you want to handle Russia? Bring in Woodrow. Woodrow if, Hamilton. If need if his, need to, his opinion.
2: Yeah, if he wants to to cut the federal taxes, sure. Do it, Woodrow. I I trust you. I trust your leadership. Okay. That's a name that
1: will go far in this world. Right. Woodrow this,
2: yeah. Give me Woodrow Hamilton uh, giving the State of the Union address. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just don't want him, uh, I just don't want him lined up on in my. Uh, he's just not
1: going to be rushing the passer for the Titans. No. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's not on my D line. Um, moving hashtag, on. Hashtag not my D line, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Running back, Javian Hawkins. Linebacker, Jan Johnson. I believe is how you say that. Then John. defensive lineman. I was upset when I saw this, but I think they could bring him back on the practice squad. Naquan Jones, See not uh, not to be confused with Daquan Jones. Yeah, um, we talked about Mason Kinsey, tight end out of Andy. Da- Daquan Pinkney.
2: Daquan Jones is who you watch like during the day, uh, but Naquan he can he can give you a little bit of drowsiness. So you it's make like sure it, you pick Naquan at night.
1: Is it like normal Spider Man versus like the Black Spider Man? What right. what do they call
2: yeah. him? Yeah. He's his alter ego. Yeah. Daquan Jones is Daquan Jones' alter ego. Uh
1: Mason Kinsey, Jared Pinkney, uh Wyatt Ray, who I believe recorded at least one sack of the Titans last year in a desperate role when they were just scraping the bottom of the barrel for any pass rushers they could get their hands on. And then finally, offensive lineman Jordan Ruse, who did not make your ruse powerless.
2: And you know what, Jack? I like I should I feel guilty for Jordan Ruse getting cut? Because Like you said, he did not make my ruse power rankings list last week. And as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, people within the Titans front office listen to this podcast, okay? Do you think that they heard my ruse power rankings? Did you get him cut? Jordan wasn't on the power rankings of Austin's top You've you've got
1: blood on your hands, Austin.
2: I I feel, I saw that today, and I I felt super (laughs) guilty. I like, I gasped. Because Michael
1: Ruse was what, number two? say what michael ruse was number two on your ruse
2: michael list. ruse was number two yeah right behind Dunka.
1: Dunka ruse yeah
2: yeah that yeah. was a that was and, a segment and ahead of and ahead of kenga
1: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, i mean dude it's tough to crack the ruse power rankings so. it
2: is and it is look i feel and, bad Jordan. and i i actually appreciate you saying that because it is really tough to break the ruse power rankings there are some great ones kenga have are so much more established than jordan okay Dunka, way more established than jordan Obviously, if you're a Titans fan, you know. Jordan's like only Oles been around well. for
1: two decades. Kangaroos have been roaming the earth since the dinosaurs.
2: I'm glad you said that, Jack. I appreciate right, kangaroos it. I, are I know, prehistoric. I knew you would have my back in this. So, look, should he have been like maybe fifth? Yes, sure. But I I didn't put him on there, and now he's not even a Titan anymore. So I'm sorry, but best of luck to him. Hopefully, he makes it onto an NFL roster, and then he makes my Bruce Power Rankings list for next year.
1: Yeah, it's very flexible. Um, a lot of movement in the Ruse Power Rankings. A lot of yeah, movement. that's the list. I mean, today's cut day around the NFL, there were a couple of big moves across the league. We'll get to those in a little bit. Yeah. But
2: and um, also shout out to the Titans for making their cuts. I know I, what the deadline was today, so, like, they kind of had to. They, they were forced to, but this is look, very this respectful is to like, us. Look, you know the Titans. They love the Wednesday news dump. I they would have delayed they, it if they could.
1: I believe that they, they, they would have, have been, delayed
2: they it. could have. But I appreciate them cutting everyone today, giving us something to talk about on this week's podcast. Cause how bad would that have sucked if we had to record on a Tuesday night and they like cut day was on a Wednesday? Who would have mm. been like like we just had to make predictions as to who we think is gonna <laughs> get cut? I don't know. Uh Thank a real God. Quick preseason note, uh on the on this preseason, obviously it uh it was put. We put a bow on it on Saturday against Justin Fields and the Chicago. I'm Bears.
1: glad that we lost, by the way. The Titans lost. I shouldn't say we because I don't play on the team. But I'm glad the Titans lost.
2: Wow. Because. Great. Cool. You're a dick.
1: Uh, I mean, I just don't want them riding high. Uh, you know, we, look, <laughs> we we both predicted them to go 17-0 on this podcast. So, uh, you know. Right. If they and walked into did, week one feeling good. a little untouchable, then no, that could that, lead to problems no, early.
2: That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, we did go game by game and predict every single game this season, and, and just so happened that you and I both came out with the same record. Yeah, second year in a row. row.
1: I, I don't know. We need to— It is
2: It is weird. Um, uh, But, yeah, so they—yeah, so they did— they were They were given a nice slice of humble pie, and they ate it up. They just— nom, 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 nom. and uh, Justin Fields— it's really good. <laughs> uh but against the backups now. Well, but, I'm not well yes, against the backups it, it's also important to note that the rest of their team kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And uh it's funny, everyone in Chicago is clamoring for Justin Fields. And I'm like, why would you clamor for him to join this like to play this year right now as a rookie? When obviously it's been proven that you get your most growth out of a rookie from year one to year two. Why would you not just let him sit out this year, let Andy Dalton get beat up behind that crappy offensive line they have, and then play? But anyway, this isn't the Bear Down podcast. It's the Titan Up podcast. See, what
1: the the Bears aren't doing is what the Titans did with Jake Locker. (laughs) They just threw him in there said, you know what? This offensive line, you know, you'll you'll have like a second. You'll have like a second and a half to get rid of the ball. Look at the
2: guys outside of Andrew Luck and like Peyton Manning. Look at the guys who have been thrown to the wolves as rookies who didn't last.
1: Hey, Mac Jones is about to be thrown to we'll, again. We'll talk about it later, but and
2: we'll get to that in the shield shower. Uh, but the two fun stats that I wanted to pull out from preseason the Titans finished the preseason ranked number one in the NFL in total defense, allowing just 199 yards a game, and they finished the preseason ranked number one in the NFL in points scored on offense 81. Now, I know we spent the last two weeks overreacting to what we saw from preseason but don't overreact to stats like this, guys. It, uh, look, you might think that this at least shows the Titans have some depth, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It's like, oh, yeah, look, if our, if our backups are playing great, then that just means we have depth. No, uh, the, that only means we have depth if when the Titans backups go in, the other team's backups are going in because this is the Titans' third teamers playing the other team's third teamers, all right? You can't read too much into preseason. Uh,
1: right? uh, while I agree with you, Austin... Take preseason with a grain of salt. Had preseason gone the other not, way for not the just Titans, like a
2: gra- grain of salt, like one of those like massive. Give me like a boulder size of salt that you should take it with.
1: <laughs> but but say the preseason went the other way and the Titans' defense looked awful. Uh, the Titans' offense couldn't move the ball. None of the wide receivers were really looking good. There would be an overreaction there. So I, preseason is kind of a a lose lose yes, situation. Yes, but
2: but, I, but in my opinion, and it, the take would remain. It would be a lot harder to give that take especially based off of last season, but that take would remain. You can't you you cannot read into what
1: I'm just know, playing devil's advocate.
2: Season. And I appreciate that. That's why that's why we make a good uh couple, you and I. <laughs> uh all right, real quick <laughs> shield shower before uh before we get to Ben Arthur of the Tennessean. Uh Cam Newton was cut by the Patriots, which was a shocker. That was literally mm-hmm. one that I I gasped out loud when I saw it. Uh, that's
1: unbelievable I did not
2: expect that because at very least Cam Newton is a serviceable backup why the the Panthers like and he's on a team-friendly deal it's not like they're like breaking the piggy bank for him
1: I think it was kind of the Patriots saying to Cam Newton and Adam Schefter kind of said this uh in, in a different way but it's it's them kind of thanking him and realizing that you know he's only got a few years left and he wants to compete for a starting job and you know they've got Brian Hoyer behind Mac Jones. They've got a solid backup quarterback. He's serviceable. <laughs> but you're laughing. But Brian Hoyer is serviceable. I'd rather have I mean, Brian yeah, Hoyer he's
2: serviceable if he doesn't ever have, have to see the field.
1: I'd rather have Brian Hoyer than who the Titans are, are trotting who out there. Was,
2: uh, who was the uh dude from Auburn who was their backup last year? Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham, in my opinion, was better than Brian Hoyer last year.
1: Hey, this is also what this is: is Alabama beating Auburn again? Mac this Jones is, and is Cam is Newton Auburn beating Auburn again. Yeah, but you know what, Cam Newton, don't feel too bad for him, because he's the number one quarterback on the market. And Bishop Sycamore, I hear, has a starting quarterback position open. Oh, he's yeah. just gonna have to get used to playing two games in three days.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, he can do that. I think. <laughs> I look, like his uh the the text on his Instagram. Is pretty much as untraceable as Bishop Sycamore's <laughs> school board. So, yeah.
1: can you believe that? How did they get on ESPN? That's unbelievable. Coach, I, coach is charged with fraud now, and ESPN the, though is a big loser in that deal. The, How do you not know?
2: Bishop, I, look, I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of uh, form, for, like Bishop, who, who, which former Cardinal had a worse week? Bishop Sycamore. Or Des Fitzpatrick.
1: Oh, come on. He may He's be already. a titan in like a day.
2: I know. He could he be, be, be on the practice I mean, squad. He might be, and then we take all this back, all right? If every joke we say about Des Fitzpatrick on this podcast, we we disavow, we take away. If We're,
1: not an We're, not. We're, We're not an anti-Des Fitzpatrick podcast. We're just anymore. a really pro-NWI podcast who yes. happened to benefit from the demise of Des Fitzpatrick. Right.
2: And we just like to make jokes about uh, things. Uh, in general. About everything. Yeah. We don't. Our jokes don't discriminate. Except for like when it comes to Derrick Henry or, Des- or, or uh, N.W.I. We don't we don't joke about. Yeah, them. there are
1: untouchables. We don't yeah, joke. There we are don't untouchables.
2: play. But but then other than that, our jokes see no bounds. Uh, Cam Newton, <laughs> does he go to the Texans? It's not a bad thought. Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, you got
1: a weird ass organization right down there right now that really has no idea what they're doing. They're shopping to Sean Watson, but yeah. I don't know. The, the Dolphins are interested. I think the Dolphins are a possibility for Cam Newton. And obviously the first quarterback to go down, Cam Newton's probably getting a call from that team uh, to come in and play for, you know, the pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Um, and he's a guy who can come in, learn an offense. He's a former MVP. He's He carried a team whose wide receiver one was Ted Ginn Jr. to a Super Bowl. Um, they didn't dive. If you if you're looking for somebody to dive on fumbles, then Cam's not your guy. But yeah. everything else, yeah. Yeah. Cam can come in and do a decent bang up job filling in.
2: Also, should Cam Newton consider a switch to tight end?
1: <laughs> he just needs to buy. He needs to buy a house in Urban Meyer's neighborhood and start working out in front of it.
2: Yeah, him. just nonstop, just nonstop. <laughs> or or learn how to kick and move into Mike Vrabel's uh, neighborhood. Uh, either one. Okay. Uh, also, another quick shield shower note. Uh, Gardner Flint Minshew the second, A.K.A. Beowulf. All right. Uh, Can you believe
1: he was almost named Beowulf?
2: His grandfather really wanted his family to name him Beowulf, which that is a true story. Be. That is a very true story, and he is Gardner Flint Minshew the second. Even though there is no one else in his family named Gardner Flint Minshew, mm. there's no one out. Like he's just the second. Without there being a senior or a, I kind of like that though.
0: I, I, I love that.
2: I like it makes it sound so much more distinguished because Gardner Flint Minshew Senior, that's eh, all right. But if Gardner I, if, Flint Minshew the second, like hell yeah.
1: If I would, if I had my choice to you know pick a Roman numeral, I would definitely go with the fourth though. The IV just looks clean at the end of names. Yeah, that's, that's all that's, I have. I oh, like also that. Gardner Minshew is going to the Eagles, but you know what that means?
2: That
1: Franklin's own. BGA oh, okay. Wildcat, yeah. C.J. Beathard, beat him out. Beat him out. C.J. Beathard's the backup in Jacksonville. Know, no, no. Y- yes, and I'll tell I, you why. No, because I Urban Meyer
2: – You know – okay, all right. L- let me hear you out. Let me hear you Urban out.
1: Meyer was rolling out the idea of Minshew competing with Trevor Lawrence to drive up trade value. And we saw in all three season games that C.J. Beathard outperformed him. C.J. Beathard has starting experience. Granted, he hasn't won a game as a starter, but he looks good in, in these games. Six touchdowns, no picks last year. They were just trying to drive up the value of Gardner Minshew before the season started. And they look, he was drafted what in the fifth round? They got a sixth, or he was drafted in the sixth, and they got a fifth, something like that. Um,
2: they got a conditional sixth, so, yeah, it, can, so. it can be a fifth. Uh, the, the yeah, but the this, Beathard, this is CJ
1: Bethard. This is CJ Bethard won the job. That's he, he drove the snakes out of Jacksonville,
2: okay? Or counterpoint, uh, because I'm a Gardner Flint Minshew Stan. Uh, even when he was with Jacksonville, mm. uh, which should tell you how much I love this guy. If I love you and you play for Jacksonville, that should tell you how much I love you. It's a red flag, uh, Titans fans. So, so I love him even more now that he's out of Jacksonville. I This was this was a great day for me because not only did Nick Westbrook Akine make the Titans roster, Gardner Minshew was moved out of Jacksonville. So I love him even more. Like, I can— It was one of those things where it's like I was scared to It's a forbidden love.
1: For Right. Yeah. It was
2: exactly. It was a Romeo and Juliet type thing. The mm-hmm. Mo, the Capulets and the Montagues. I I couldn't love him, or at least not openly.
1: No, but I not, but not in front of me. Him. Even though that, you're doing it now, you're you're admitting that, well, that you you your love has <laughs> has burst over the seams, and you can now freely admit it. Disappointing, disappointing, but not surprised. Yes,
2: yeah. I'm sure it is disappointing, but look, now I can admit it. Now I can. I want. I want to shout it from a mountaintop, okay? I want to shout it from the rooftops. I love Gardner, Flint, Minshew. I always have. Now I can say it. Now that he's in, in Philadelphia, okay? He uh, he went for a conditional 2022 20, sixth-round draft pick, and the sixth can go to a fifth if Minshew plays in 50% of the plays in three games this season, which, let's be honest, that's a very realistic thing. Yeah, that's Jaylen very Hurts possible. Starter. Uh, I mean, Warren, Nate
1: Sudfeld got game action last year, so right. I don't think, and that guy, the, the Eagles coach, after his, you know, uh, opening interview or his, uh how do, you, how do you say, his welcome interview, whatever it's called, um, first interview, uh, that was a train wreck. The guy oh, looks yes. completely in over his head. Yeah. So we'll, see.
2: yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Warren Sharp made some really good points on Twitter today. He said, the Jags were very dumb to limit Trevor Lawrence's reps and practices and games to work in time for a guy they were going to trade. And on top of that, trade for a six-round draft pick. Um, oh, the thing I was going to say about C.J. Beathard, the reason C.J. Bethard beat out gardner Flaminchu was because they knew they couldn't trade him and get anything for him. They traded gardner Minchu. Well, they signed him out. in the offseason.
1: Why traded, would they sign him? Why would they sign him, him, him and then trade him? This isn't the NBA.
2: They signed him because they were like, well, we could trade, we could probably trade, Gardner Minshew at the end of uh, preseason, uh, so we better we better you know we're, we're not gonna be able to trade Gardner or, or CJ Beathard. Nobody. Hey, wants you're CJ you're Beathard.
1: treading you're treading on thin ice, my my friend. His
2: last name is literally beat hard. Okay. He's like because he's a cat. He man, beat he, hard by Gardner Minshew. Uh, also, not true. Uh, Warren Sharp also points out that the conditional six round pick for Minshew is ridiculously low, and that the former Jaguars GM. Is now in Philadelphia, so wow. clearly he's he went after and got his guy because and and I I agree with this take. There's some people in the NFL that think Minshew is a lot better than you think. I am one of those people. I think he's really good. And if you remember to Week Two of last season, the Titans, the Titans saw how good Gardner Minshew was. It was a freaking shootout. That dude almost beat the Titans in Week granted, Two of the season.
1: Uh, granted that I think I could have thrown two touchdowns on the Titans that day.
2: I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we all could. T Rack could have. All right. Like, I get that. But the Gardner Minshew is like, he, he deserves a lot of respect and credit. So I'm just. All right. I'm tired
1: done. of you drooling over Gardner Minshew. So let's get to Ben Arthur.
2: Let's get to Ben Arthur.
1: But before that, let me tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Do it. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. Celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of one or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A-to-Z sports to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code A-to-Z sports, A-T-O-Z sports to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and oneself, call or text the Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Now let's get the Ben Arthur. my cup. Nice, just
0: getting started. I'm already doing too much. Reach down in my... My wallet missing, Tighten up,
2: party all on the Might just fall All right, we are joined now by a, uh, a first time guest on this podcast. It's been a while since we've had a first timer breaking in. Uh, a, a guy that we are proud to join to our family tree, uh, Ben Arthur of the Tennessean. Guys, give him a follow on Twitter again, as we say. Any Titans follow, you want to add to your timeline, just so you're, especially on Sundays, your timeline is just filled with with Titans content and, and information. And this guy is full of it. At Ben Y. Arthur. On uh on Twitter or as I like to say at Benny Arthur, That's just uh I think it, 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 uh, <laughs> that's it, what some uh,
0: of, that's what some of my friends say too. So Benny okay, all right, I good. like that. Good. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey,
2: well, consider me one of your friends because I I consider you now one of our friends. You're now our uncle. Everyone who joins this podcast becomes our <laughs> uncle. So you now you're okay. now Uncle Ben, um, which uh which uh, great food products by the way, good beans. Um, yeah. No. Right? Ben, uh Ben, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. And second of all, welcome to Nashville because you're still fairly new, fresh from Seattle, correct? Y-
0: yes, sir. Um, I think I've been here, what? I think it's four months? Yeah, it's it's August, so I, I got here mid-April. So it's it's closing in on, on five months, but full, about four and a half months. So, um, yeah, so far, so good. I'm um, so- really liking this city.
2: Or should we just go ahead and credit you for the Titans' uh, I guess uh, resurgence, especially when it comes to the wide receiver room? Uh, because before, <laughs> before, <laughs> before you got here, really the Titans struggled. I mean, AJ Brown sh- started to change things a little bit. Corey sure. Davis had a great year last year. But before then, like, the Titans never had wide receivers. Now, all of a sudden, it's like we have too many wide receivers, and we're cutting guys that, like, could have easily made this
0: team in years
1: past. Yeah, Ben, I'm jealous of you because we've kind of gutted it out our whole lives (laughs) with with no wide receivers. (laughs) And you come here, and there's an abundance of riches.
2: Right. Comes from Seattle, a place that's known for having great wide receivers. AJ Brown's BFF with DK Metcalf and everyone. But, like, so now you bring it here to Nashville. So I guess thank you in a way.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. I brought you guys Julio Jones. Um, yes. I brought you guys like a really, really competitive, deep wide receiver room. So, you know, it, um, you know, you're welcome. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's just been kind of crazy seeing how, how deep, how, how, how that, how that group, you know, showed up throughout the summer. Um, yeah, I was, I was hearing it from the guys on the beat too. They're like, Ben, like before you got here, like this wide receiver room was not, was not very good, like yeah. for years and years. Um, and so, for, for them to have the kind of group they have now, you know, on top of the run game they're supposed to have with Derrick Henry, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, a lot of potential there. So, you know, really interested to see how it all comes together, um, you know, when, when the season gets going. Hey, Ben,
1: you're from Seattle. You grew up there, you worked there. Um, fun fact, do you know that it rains more in Nashville than Seattle? And do you well, believe that?
0: No way. No, cap. Nah, I don't know. No, it's it. not
1: it's not been. I'll tell you why. Because no. it rains more <laughs> in inches here. It rains more often in Seattle. More days of the oh, year okay. in Seattle. Yeah. But precipitation wise Nashville, and, I'm telling you, and
2: allow me to apologize for him. Uh, I he, he brought that up before you came on, and I was like, don't bring that up to him. First of all, my first question, native Seattle, and, and second of all, it rains more days out of the year in Seattle than it does in Tennessee. Who cares about inches in rainfall? Nobody cares about that. It's the it's, it's over like 200 plus days of rain in Seattle than it is in Nashville, so just
1: little sprinkles and drizzles in Seattle, though. Nothing, nothing real heavy like here, right. <laughs>
0: Jack. Yeah, well, honest to, to your point, to your point, Jack, I mean, when it has rained here, it has kind of dumped a little bit, um, <laughs> you, you know, with, with Seattle, we'll, we'll probably get what, we'll get rain, but really the only months it's sunny are uh, July, August, and September, for, for for the rest of the time, it, it's really rain, a, a lot of clouds, and so, um, so yeah, we, we won't, we, you know, we get the spring showers, and you know, we, we get the fall showers and, and we get all that. But yeah, I don't, I don't think, you know, obviously it rains hard at times, but the, you know, the, when it has rained here, I've definitely noticed you, you guys get the rain when it does. come. <laughs> yeah. So I can agree with you on that. I'm not sure about the totality <laughs> of rain in inches per year ben, but you got to like, trust I can me see what you're saying yeah. you, you got to okay, trust I'll, me on this I'll spin. just take your word Jack's on it Jack's
2: going to be like oh <laughs> uh, did you know that the Sounds are better than the Mariners it's like no Jack it's that's not <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: not true uh but no that's uh so Ben so first of all there's so much so many things I want to hit on with you but like with you coming to Nashville from Seattle who are you most excited to cover when it comes to this 2021 Titans uh, roster?
0: Excited to cover. I I have to start with DK for sure. Um, But, you know, covering DK, yeah, uh, yeah, AJ. AJ. AJ Brown, um, you know, DK, you know, obviously, DK and and AJ, you know, are close, you know, from from their times uh, at Ole Miss, and, you know, I, I saw firsthand what DK, you know, was doing and his growth and just kind of the superstar he was, you know, he's become, you know, over the last couple of years and, you know, from afar I've, I've seen, you know, his buddy, you know, AJ Brown from afar kind of make that same kind of ascension. But, you know, I also think he, he wasn't able, you know, as great as AJ is, I don't think he's, you know, he hasn't put up the same kind of numbers DK has just because of, you know, the, the way the offense is structured, quite frankly. you know the Seahawks do run the ball a lot but I think they do have you give Russell Wilson more leeway to you know throw that deep ball um, get get the ball to his receivers um, to, you know you're just taking advantage of the kind of quarterback you have and, and in Nashville with, with the Titans and with the way they run things here it, it's run first and so you don't always see AJ necessarily put up those big numbers although you you, you see how the monster he is and yards after contact situation and, and all that but you know just to be here in nashville and, and see aj up close to see how good he really is yeah. um you know what was something i was um excited for coming to nashville and, and you know i've you know i i have i have seen for how, how good he is like and, and even just watching him you know, in, in training camp and whatnot, a lot of the guys on the beat, you know, were saying like, oh, he looks even better um, you know, than he did um than, than he did in, you know, your previous years. He, he talked about losing weight, getting getting leaner. Obviously he's kind of been in and out of practices, but um, but to see how great he looks, um, you know, what was, you know, something I've, you know, kind of enjoyed, you know, watching just from a football enthusiast, you know, perspective and 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 so yeah, AJ was definitely the guy coming to Nashville, and and you know to me he's you know other than Derek, I mean he's probably the most um, entertaining guy to watch um, per se. So um, AJ for sure.
1: Hey Ben, while we're on the subject of wide receivers, today was obviously cut day, and uh, kind of a big surprise came out of Titans camp. Des Fitzpatrick he did not crack the initial fifty-three man roster. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the seven guys who did and maybe why Dez was left off?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I don't think, I mean, it, it is, I guess, a surprise in that Dez was a fourth rounder and not only a fourth rounder, but a fourth rounder the Titans traded up for. I think it's a surprise in that regard that he was cut, but you look at the way he played, you know, in, in practices and and in the preseason, you look at the entire you know picture of that it, it isn't you know much of a su- surprise um you know we, we heard how mike rabel had talked about him uh early in training camp you know saying like he needs to do quote a lot more to mm-hmm. do uh to, to to get more playing time in, in the preseason there were you know lots of drops and in, in practices he he just you know wasn't where you know the, the titans wanted him uh to be so you know i don't think it's necessarily a surprise that that he got cut because of how he's performed he hasn't you know really um you know you know come you know, played play that well um you, you know quite frankly and, and sure the, the titans would probably love to get him back on the practice squad you know there's you know who knows there's probably a good chance he, he comes back um you know if if he goes unclaimed they can sneak him onto the practice squad even as a fourth rounder it seems like that's a possibility um, but but you look at a perform from from performance standpoint it just wasn't you know that big of a surprise um you know shout out to marcus johnson you know he's a guy who really you know balled out um he used probably because aj didn't practice all the time I'd say Marcus Johnson was the most consistent and, and Julio too. He he only practiced like four or five times. He missed 22 straight bad. days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was crazy. But um, Marcus Johnson was the most consistent Titans receiver, you know, th- throughout, through throughout the summer. And so to see him get this opportunity, it kind of got a little iffy with him. I think in, in the last couple of days, just because of the injury he uh, suffered in the, the, the preseason finale against the bears on Saturday, but, but to see him make this team and he's a veteran, right. He's not like just some, uh, just some guy off the street. You know, he, he has, you know, has some experience with the Colts, with the Eagles. Um, You know, he's, he's done a little bit in this league. And so for him to get another opportunity with this team, it's, you know, good to see, um, you know, Chester Rogers, you know, his return, he's another guy who's a veteran, A receiver, but his special teams value as like a punt returner really popped. I think we all saw that big like fifty something, punt fifty something yard punt return in the preseason opener. Um, So he's another guy that I expected to to make the team from pretty early on. Um, You know, it it got kind of with the bottom of the depth chart, guys. Right, like so, Nick Westbrook, Cam Cam Batson.
1: you R- know th- those
0: kinds of race. Yeah, Racy's kind of he's on the COVID list, so he technically mm-hmm. doesn't count. You know, on the fifty-three man roster, but I think there's still going to be some shuffling there. You know, whenever Racy does get activated, um, you know, I always saw him as an N.W.I. as kind of being somewhat of a similar player in that they're both kind of bigger receivers um, who are more of gunners this at this point than actual offensive weapons. Um, so I, I think it, it maybe could get interesting when he's activated. But um, Cam Batson is a guy who really earned that spot. Um, and, and I think that preseason finale really helped him. I, I think he he was steady throughout, but just playing the way he did um, against the Bears on Saturday really helped him. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, a Titans team with, with seven receivers and, and technically eight, if, if you include Racy being on the COVID list, I'm not sure you know how many re- receivers you know tight the times usually cut uh usually carry but i'm i'm pretty sure it's not that many uh you know seven um receivers so um so yeah man that that like we talked about earlier that receiving room you know was was very competitive throughout the summer you know the most interesting camp battle by far um so i um, mean and, yeah, so so I think, you know, there's still going to be some decisions to be made with Racy, you know, coming off a COVID um, list in maybe a couple days. But um, but I think they have a real solid group there in terms of depth.
1: And yeah, real quick, that, no. I, I was just going to say real quick, out of the guys that they cut, mainly just Mason Kinsey, we're a big Mason Kinsey fans. Huge we had him Mason on the podcast. We love yeah, him.
2: Yeah, he's, he's our guy.
1: Um, who's Best more likely to, to see a practice squad invite, Mason Kinsey or Des Fitzpatrick? Oh, good question.
0: Oh, that's wow, that's yeah, that's a really good question. Um ooh. I I mean based on play you'd say Mason Kinsey, right? But I, I think sometimes with a you know just a fourth round pick, period. You know, usually fourth rounders just make 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 the team, even if they don't contribute right away, you you, you usually keep them on your roster. So when I think when when teams you know they're scouring the waiver wire and they see a fourth round receiver available you know i think the chances are much greater um for that that kind of player to to get picked up but um but in terms of production i mean i mean i think we all know it's not even close i mean mm-hmm. mason kinsey balled, right like he played out of his mind i mean his story is just great you know a d3 guy um overlooked his entire career um and really just went to work um this this summer and it really came down to just the titans not having room like you almost feel bad that he wasn't in in maybe another with another team where he maybe had a a more of a chance uh, to make the team i mean because he just wasn't going to make this initial 53 man roster just with how the roster is constructed and with how deep the wide receiver room is so um. So yeah, to answer your question, I'd say maybe Des, but you know, if you're looking at a production standpoint and and looking at a priority, maybe to even get on the practice squad, I think if you're the Titans, you you really you really hope that you know Kinsey clears waivers and you can sneak him on there.
2: Yeah, it's funny the Titans. Uh, have seven really good wide receivers in that room right now. And yet I don't think they have seven good wide receivers total in their franchise history. <laughs> it's just, it's wild. Uh So Ben, I, I want to ask you this, Uh, who is a guy that you didn't make the 53 man roster that you think maybe should
0: have that. So a guy I think should have that did yeah
2: that did not, or or if or even better if you think someone made the roster that you think shouldn't have that will all accept that because I I think that's funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, ooh, let me see. I I mean, those are a a lot of defensive backs, right? Like just a ton of safeties, right? And I think a, a lot of a few of those guys at the bottom of that depth chart you know i i did not have making the team i did not have chris jones making the team um i even had the titans cutting dane cruikshank just because he hasn't been healthy you know for right. fifth round pick yep. yeah um you know matthias farley another guy who missed a lot of a lot of camp and and he he was and he wasn't you know what it, he was probably a guy a lot of people didn't even see making the team in in the first place. And then, like I said, he did, he missed a lot of time this summer. He was another guy I didn't expect to make uh, the team, um, the initial team. But he did. But I think you know with, with the with that DB room with, with the safeties, I mean, it really comes down to like just how that depth was impacted, like throughout the summer. Like that that safety room was like pretty decimated at one point. In the preseason with um, you know, Brady Breeze hurt, Crookshank hurt, Far- Matthias Farley hurt. They signed Tedrick Thompson, who I covered um in Seattle. You know, he started for the Seahawks for a little bit at safety. They brought him in, and then within a week, he was on IR. Just a lot of guys in and out, a lot of injuries. And so I think with them kind of stockpiling on those DBs, stockpiling on those safeties, they're really kind of shoring up up that depth, you know, going into the season. And so I think that kind of explains why, you know, some of those guys who you think, who I think may, who wouldn't have maybe in in normal circumstances have made that initial roster, you saw them kind of slide in there. Um, And, you know, the the thing with the roster too, like, it's going to change so much, right? Right. Like, not only throughout the season, but heading into week one, just because you have so many guys on the COVID list. Um so, you know, I, I I think kind of the the numbers there may change a bit. Um, but I think, yeah, the 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 safety room was kind of the the biggest surprise with with the with the number of guys making the team there.
2: Yeah, it's funny they had so many injuries at that position, considering uh, their the name of the position is actually safety. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, the, so Ben, you so obviously, uh, and th- this is one question I, I want to ask you. And this is, I guess, this, consider this our hazing, I guess, if you will. Uh, but Derek Henry, obviously beloved in this city and beloved on this podcast more so beloved uh with me because i am just obsessed with the dude um but derek uh the nfl just came out with their top 100 list which you know it's list season however much you want to read into that we're just a dumb uh titan fanboy podcast so we read into it way more than we should and we uh we you know it's it's all we have to talk about right now before games get started derek was well, actually, I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to start, start by asking you this. Where would you rank Derrick Henry on the NFL top 100 list?
0: Oh, wow. That's a really good question because, and something I had been talking about, talking to, like, with some of the other, you know, Titans media folks. Like, I can't remember the last time like a running back was that <laughs> right. high <laughs> right on the Right. the list at number four yeah probably you know? Adrian
2: Peterson in like 2012 yeah or probably yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like and that's like it's almost a decade ago
0: exactly and so you know just with how I guess the the NFL values running backs maybe put him I, I think he was he was 10 last year right so mm-hmm. I, I would have probably put him maybe in the teens um but but in terms of like impact. Yeah. I mean, I think four top five, you know, that that's very fitting, you know, just, yeah, j- just his, his impact. I mean, obviously the, the 2000 yard season he had last year, the eighth in league history, just the fear he puts into <laughs> other defenses, like, right. Like he's just an absolute tank as a running back. And I think you could just watching, you could see how terrified dbs even linebackers are afraid how afraid they are to like try and tackle him and you know be the next you know josh norman being you know thrown five yards you know off of him you know with with a stiff arm i mean it's yeah i think it just you know that that ranking you know fourth you know just speaks to you know his his value to his team um but also how others kind of view him, you know, around the league. And so, you know, I think four is, you know, in that regard is very fitting, but if you, if I think if you kind of take a step back and maybe look at more generally how the league has kind of devalued, so to speak, the, the running back position, I would have thought, you know, Derek would have been in, you know, somewhere between like 11 and 14. Maybe yeah, which, which is phenomenal, yeah. which is still phenomenal. Right,
2: right. right. But, um, I, I think it's just it's one of those things where it's like this offense, this entire offense revolves around him. And I think, and I think you don't have the Ryan Tannehill resurgence that he's had since leaving Miami without having a freaking behemoth in their backfield, like he has, and being able to like the entire offense revolves on the play action and and because everyone knows that Derrick Henry is getting the ball. And even with everyone knowing he getting the ball, then he goes, he pops off for 2000 yards. And then when exactly. he, when he doesn't, Ryan Tannehill will throw it over your head to AJ Brown. And it's, you know, and then it, you have other problems to deal with because you're, you either stack nine guys in the box and leave AJ Brown and now Julio Jones on the outside, or, it's, you know, yeah. and so it's like, to me, it's like when it come in terms of valuable players, someone like he's him right
0: up there exactly that yeah, like strikes the, strikes value.
2: fear in the minds of literally anyone in the NFL it's it, that to me is uh is is just so incredibly valuable now I gotta ask you when you moved to Nashville and you started covering them up close in person was there anything uh like what was your first thought like uh like or or your first uh takeaway I guess I should say is because you know like you you, you see him on TV and you see the size he has on TV and it's like, okay, great. But then like, once you start to like be there in person and you start to cover him up close and personal, or, you're, you know, you're around him on the practice field, like, was there something in your mind that was just like, Oh, like, like what, what was your, what was your initial reaction to being up close and personal and with him every single day?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, the initial one is just how how big he is. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just yeah, right. even compared to like the other running backs, like it feels like he's almost a head taller than some of the other guys. You know, other, other guys in that running back room. And and just kind of his how he looks compared to the rest of the players in his room, um, kind of reminds me of the way DK looked compared to Yeah. Um, You know, the other wide receivers in Seattle, because DK is like one of the most unique specimens we've ever seen at (laughs) wide receiver. Right. Right. And you have a guy like their, their other top guy, you know, Tyler Lockett, another thousand yard receiver. Like he's so much smaller than it's like DK, like just towers over him. And and that kind of sense of just being, you know, a unique kind of freak athlete at your position. That was the initial impression I got. know of derek you know coming to nashville too and and yeah i mean i i think obviously yeah i mean this this city this team really gets behind you know derek i mean you you there aren't too many teams that you can say their franchise player is a running back and and in the titans case it is derek henry and you know i i I don't know. I find his kind of demeanor so interesting too. I mean, he's not a great quote. Like he won't really say anything like. Yeah. Which which sucks for your
2: job. Which yeah. It's like, Oh, come on, Derek, give me something.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even know what to ask him because it's like, he's not going to say anything. Right. Um, But, but I think I'm just so intrigued by like his kind of laser, his laser focus, you know, his just, just insane you know work ethic we've all seen the the crazy videos he posts you know in the off season when he's working with his trainer and and whatnot just his kind of his his demeanor to to be a great player on a day-to-day week-to-week basis like his mindset never wavers he's never too high he's never too low and i think that's a common attribute attribute of the greatest players in in sports regardless of you know what what whatever their sport is I think you know a lot of the greatest just seem to have that kind of even keel mindset and and I think you know Derek is definitely in that class of athletes so I think he's yeah he's definitely a, a, an intriguing um you know NFL player for sure.
1: Ben I've got one more before uh I run out here and Last season, you weren't here for it, but I'm sure you've heard the nightmares of the 32nd ranked third down defense in the NFL, the worst <laughs> in history, all of that.
2: It was so bad. It was so bad.
1: After having a full preseason and offseason under, under your belt, how do you think this unit performs this season?
0: Yeah, well, I think at the very least it's going to be better. You know. <laughs> yeah. Can't be worse. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: First of all, you, you can't be worse, but – you know, yeah, I think they, they've shown, you know, a lot of encouraging signs, you know, in training camp in the preseason. It And obviously, right, like you're going up against second, st- third string guys mm-hmm. and you, you can't it, it's kind of hard to really gauge it, exactly what, you know, you'll, you'll see come week one. But th- there's just a different energy, you know, about that group. I think, first of all, the, the pass rush is better. And we haven't even seen Bud Dupree at 100%. And a big problem with the third down stuff in particular is, you you know, you didn't have guys who could really rush the passer. But um, I think, you know, they have a deeper group this year and Dupree hasn't even, we haven't seen him be unleashed yet. And then I think with with the cornerback play, you're, you're seeing more, they're more aggressive, you know, with receivers, you know, at the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I know a lot of people got kind of angry about kind of all the off man stuff and like kind of the soft, you know, coverage and whatnot. I think there is a clear mindset, mind, uh, mindset shift there. And and just when, when you draft a guy like Caleb Farley, who's still, you know, obviously coming along, but, you know, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who has a reputation for being one of the best press man, you know, corners, um, you know, in his time in the NFL, you know, I think you help that department gets better, you know, as well. Um, you know, Amani Hooker, I think is going to be an excellent safety t- uh, partner for Kevin Byard in the back end. And then I think it all just starts with the Titans actually having a defensive coordinator, you know, Shane Bowen, you know, he he was obviously, you know, at least somewhat, he was somewhat of the primary guy as the outside linebackers coach uh, last year. But, but when you, when he talks, you could just, you can just feel that he feels kind of more liberated that he has that he feels like this is really his defense and and i think with with the defense the the communication really starts you know from the top down and you know last year at the very top it was all screwed up right you know when you know the you know the the defense the defensive coordinator thing was all weird last year they didn't have one um, you know, Bowen was in a, you know, really tough situation last year. I think this year there's a lot more clarity on his role, the the, the, the guys, the defensive guys, they know who they're looking at as kind of their guy, you know, on defense. And I think you, we've seen that um, come through um, throughout the summer. And so, um, and, and again, we won't know exactly you know, how it'll, it'll all turn out until week one. And I think this group will continue to grow throughout the season, but I think it's really safe to say that this group will be better, you know, on on defense than, than in 2020.
1: We sure hope so. It's hard to get much
2: worse. Yeah, I'll take some of that uh, Seahawks defensive magic that you got there in the Northwest and bring it down with yeah, you, hopefully.
1: The, the Titans were working with the Legion of Doom last year, so yeah, hopefully right. things
2: will change. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, the He is uh, Ben Arthur of the Tennessee. And, guys, give him a follow at ben y Arthur on Twitter uh fill your time your your Twitter timelines with Titans content and Ben uh is one of the best uh Ben dude thank you so much for taking the time we appreciate you and 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 mainly just for the fact that we get to add another branch to our family tree so thank you for taking the time to join us my man
0: yeah thanks for having me on guys you know really enjoyed it and hope I can you know come on again you know I really enjoyed this uh banter with you guys awesome
1: absolutely You're Let's the do man, it again. thanks thanks again Ben
0: No problem. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle.
2: Shout out, Ben Arthur. Love that dude. Love that we got an Uncle Ben uh, in our family tree. (laughs) Not only does he uh, (laughs) give us good football content, but he also gives us some delicious rice as well. Good rice. Paired with
1: beans. Ben great was rice. great,
2: man. Um,
1: he was awesome. I love Ben. He, he kind of gave me some
2: pushback on the rain thing. I'm certain of the rain thing, okay? It rains more in no, I No, I'm glad he gave you some pushback because you deserve some pushback. You can't be like, like literally rain is Seattle's thing. That and, and, and Starbucks coffee, okay? You can't go in there and be like, well, we have better coffee than you. No, you don't. It's Seattle, okay? Do they want the rain reputation, though? That'd be like if Seattle was like, we have better country music than Nashville. No, you don't!
1: Well, it's okay? just not true. This is scientifically, statistically proven, and it is out there.
2: Okay, Science maybe is on my in side. total inches, sure. But in m- more rainfall? No, it's like it rains it rains 400 out of 365 days out of the year there, okay? I don't even know how that's mathematically possible, but in somehow <laughs> in Seattle, it is.
1: All right. Three times a day. But hey, y'all chime in. Let us know who's right about this because I'm yeah, serious. Yeah. I, I need I need a clarity on this. Yeah, not that I don't already it. have it. Let us know if Nashville
2: rains more than Seattle. Let, but, let us know if uh, <laughs> let us look, you're like, what are you going to claim next? Well, Nashville technically has more uh more NBA teams that left for other cities than Seattle. No, it's not true. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: not true yet. I think we got, I think the Grizzlies are on their way. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Ben was right. great,
2: though. Um, he was great, and, but, but he, he did say something that we're going to hit on here and about Derrick Henry. Let's hit on it right now. So we talked to him about Derrick Henry, and we said, uh, I said, where would you rank him in the top 100? And he said, he said, I can certainly see him being in the top five, but me personally, I would rank him maybe somewhere around 11 to 14th. And his reasoning was simply because the NFL has kind of devalued the running back position. I don't think anything he said in terms of the NFL devaluing the running back position being wrong. The, the NFL has completely, it's almost like it's been a PR nightmare for the running back position uh, based off of what the NFL has done to it. It is a quarterback's driven league. You hear that all the time. Even though the Titans are completely driven by their running back, no one will acknowledge that fact. But it's a quarterback-driven league. So if you're not a quarterback, you can't be deemed one of the best players in the sport, which is so ridiculous in my opinion, okay? And part of me kind of loves that Aaron Donald was ranked in the uh, uh, ranked in the top, top four, or top three, I guess I should say. Uh, because... Finally, it's like someone other than a quarterback is getting recognized for being great, and it's Derek, an interior D lineman of all of all positions. An interior D lineman, yeah, that's it. That's a great point. That's a great point. So, Derrick Henry was ranked fourth in the NFL top one hundred. And we just let's go I, from I think, ten.
1: Let's go from ten to one because if he does fall, you know, in that eleven to fourteen group, that means he's behind all of these okay. guys.
2: Yes, yes, yeah. Let's do that real quick. I just want to make one last point, uh, Derek, The I think Ben's answer. Is a good reason, is a because Ben just moved to Nashville. So he kind of gives us that outside perspective, that Nashville or national perspective of how people view Derrick Henry. And I think that gives us all, it takes, it helps us take our Homer glasses off and our rose colored, or I guess two tone colored glasses off and two tone blue. And it allows you to see how everyone else sees Derrick Henry. That through his vantage point. And that's how a lot of people in this country view Derrick Henry. Do I think it's right? No, of course I don't think it's right. You know how I stand on Derrick Henry. You know I'm obsessed with this dude. Okay. Like I'm freaking I, I gargle his nuts more than I do mouthwash. Okay. Like it's oh I sorry. Sorry. Jesus. That was a far. But you you get it. Like I love Derrick Henry. Like I oh. it, the dude is a freaking beast. He is a behemoth. And I I think he is not, I've almost like kind of Taken the reign of trying to give this man the de- the respect that he deserves, because in my opinion, he is the most valuable player in the sport, based off of how he is doing it at a position you wouldn't expect it. And he is he is the entire Titan's success, their entire game plan, their future relies on the shoulders of number twenty two. And that's how I feel that way. But Jack, let's go down this list of ten through one and see who. I mean, uh, just according to Ben, and this is not a shot at Ben. And no,
1: Ben, way. Ben was great, and he yes. said a lot of stuff that that really made a lot of sense. And you know, you know, he was great to have on, and we're gonna get him back on. But, but I, um, but Ben gives is, a
2: good a good perspective of how most, which people we Derrick Henry. Yes,
1: you know we, it's it's good to get people outside of the national bubble on to kind of see what they think, and it, it I think in this case it provides a great discussion. So let's and, start at ten, and,
2: and now and we'll see. We'll talk to Ben at the end of the season. We'll see how his thoughts on Derrick Henry change after he covers him for a year, because so, but, I I think very well it could change. Let's run down this
1: list real quick. Josh Allen is tenth. There are four quarterbacks in this list, uh, in the top 10, by the way. Josh Allen at number 10, TJ Watt, um, Ed Rush for the Steelers. He's number nine. Y'all know him. DeAndre Hopkins at eight. Uh, no surprise, really. Tom Brady's at seven now. Yeah. Um, super, you know, you can argue his age, but uh, after I, I, winning a Super Bowl. I, I
2: don't think Tom Brady's the seventh best and player. In
1: super the Bowl MVP. Uh, yeah. I, I get that. And he's probably not at this age the most, uh, the that, seventh that, most talented. That is. That
2: is- Wholeheartedly, but, a respect play. That is. But I'll, a- I'll
1: tell you, I'll tell you why that I think that some of these guys are on this list here in a second. Devonte Adams, number six. Travis Kelsey, okay. five. Derrick Henry, obviously four. Aaron Rodgers, the league MVP at three. Aaron Donald at two. Mahomes at one. So yeah, it's important to to note in here. Here's why I think Derrick Henry is ranked properly. In my opinion, I think four is good. You um, son of a bitch. Dude, four, four is awesome. He may be the most valuable player to his team in the NFL, but he does play the least valuable position um, in the NFL uh, because it's, you know, a pass-heavy league, quarterback-dominated, and yeah. oh just look gosh, at the teams that shot. have won in the last few years. Oh, my gosh. But
2: you make me want to throw up right now. I'm
1: saying that four is good. Four is respectable. But you can't—look,
2: I'm here I'm saying that literally he is changing the narrative on the position. He, he is proving single-handedly Austin, that Austin, you can be I, a running back and still be a va- – like, the running back position is extremely valuable, and he is proving that much. Austin, if he could catch, he would be number one.
1: Okay. If he had, if he, he had, if he doesn't
2: need to catch when you run over. To. I'm just
1: telling you how this list would pan out if he had Christian McCaffrey's run after the catch ability, and obviously they're built different, so it's impossible.
2: Well, he but did, like when you run like he does, you don't have to catch. So, so it's like I don't understand why it's like that'd be like saying like, oh well, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes can't kick a football, so I don't think he's as good of a quarterback as he can be. I, Austin, I, I'm on. Derek Patrick Henry Mahomes side. can't long snap, so I think he's not that good of like Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to long snap. Derrick Henry doesn't need to catch passes. He's good enough at running the football to where he makes an impact on the game with that
1: alone. I understand that, and I love Derrick Henry just as much as you, but I'm just telling you why I think that nationally he doesn't get the respect he's due. But on this list he does, four, you heard what Ben said, 11 to 14, somewhere in that range. This list, keep in mind, this top 100 list, where he finished fourth, was voted on by players. Derrick Henry's probably stiff-armed 50 of these dudes who's voted. <laughs> so so that's why he's,
2: you know, in the top five, which he should be after a 2,000-yard season. Yeah, how many does I, he have to stiff-arm to get, like, even higher than that? Like, does he is he 75? Are we going to have to stiff-arm? Is he going to have to stiff-arm the entire top 100 to get himself to number in, one? In players' minds, and this
1: is why Brady was seventh, in players' minds, these are the guys who they have the most respect for. Patrick Mahomes, we've never seen a quarterback like him. He'll probably be number one until something happens health-wise or until he gets older. Um, or something unforeseen happens Yeah, yeah. To Patrick hey, Mahomes. We're still waiting on you to get off your ass, Madden curse. <laughs> that, okay. All right. I'll look, I'll I'll partake in some blood magic from time to time. So yeah. I am I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. But yeah, that's why I think Derrick Henry's fourth. And it, to be honest, I I think a lot of Titans fans. While they may not admit it, we're kind of surprised to see him up there just because of the lack of respect the national media um, always has for the Tennessee Titans, uh, small market team. You know they don't sling it all over the field. While they do score a lot, it's it's not three yards in a cloud of dust, but it's a lot of Derrick Henry. It's twenty carries a game. It's um, Tannehill's short passing, although he's a great deep ball passer, one of the best in the NFL. They just they, there's not a ton of you know. Uh, it's just not the Mahomes or the Rodgers offense where they're just slinging it forty yards down the field, back shoulder throws to to elite wide receivers, and they can do that this year. They will be able to do that, but that's why I think Derrick Henry, in the national media's eyes, does not get his due. Well,
2: and that and those pass happy West Coast offenses are always going to get the eyeballs. They're always going to what they say: defense wins championship, but offense sells tickets. Like that's those past Patrick Mahomes type offenses are always going to get the eyeballs and the attention from others than an offense like the Titans run say that's why going back to your Christian McCaffrey take like that's why Christian McCaffrey gets more love because he can he can catch passes and People like for whatever reason everyone's just obsessed that that dudes can still throw spirals. We're so living that, in the
1: fantasy football era too, Austin. You and that, that is also
2: that is also a big part of it. So and like that, and until I, I don't know what Derrick Henry has to do more than he has already done to get the respect to, that he has proven to be like to be a dominant player in the sport, to to show others. I don't know what else he can do to where. He can prove to others that he is the most valuable player on the Titans team, and in my opinion, the most valuable player in the league. Because, like Patrick Mahomes, wasn't even the best quarterback last year.
1: Yeah, okay? Rogers at M- Rogers winning the MVP, not being one, just kind of shows you that and, the list is going to have its. And loss.
2: Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last year, and it wasn't even the best career of his season. I mean, I mean, best season of his career.
1: Yeah. And we so, could, the thing is we could argue about lists till we're blue in the face because not all of the none yes. of them will be right. But Derek Henry but, no. last season had the fifth best season for a running back, rushing yards wise of all time. Yeah. No player has ever done it twice in a back to back years where 2,000 yards rushing. If he does that,
2: well he is it, not watch. in the top
1: indeed, he does not win MVP. I I will riot, and I he'll hope some ru- he'll rush don't.
2: for he'll rush for two thousand again this year. And they'll be like, well, it's a seventeen game season. I know they're, like, they're always gonna have excuses when it comes it, to their. That's the thing. It's like it, it's it's unbelievable. Like, oh man, who was it? Uh, uh, J Mart, uh, on uh Wake Up Zone, 104.5 The Zone again. We you know we love the Wake Up Zone, or not the Wake Up Zone. We need to get J-Mart on sometimes. Jmart and Ramon, yeah, we do need to get him on. We haven't had him on yet, uh, but we've had his co-host on Ramon a couple of times. Uh, he was he was arguing one day shortly after the MVP was announced, and he was arguing that like, well, Derrick Henry just didn't deserve it. He didn't think he deserved the MVP because he's not a quarterback. And so I, I, I and I was in town. I was in Nashville, and I called in, and I said, "I hear you dogging my boy." I gotta, I gotta jump in here real quick. And so they, you know, put patched me through and, um, and and I I basically said to him, I said, who is the most valuable player on the Titans roster? And they were like, well, Derek Henry, no question. And I said, okay, so that right there goes against your point that a quarterback can only be MVP. Clearly he is, he is the most valuable player on this team. And I, I don't think anyone, anyone would, would disagree with that. I don't think any, people would say that, Ryan Tannehill is more valuable to the Titans than Derrick no, Henry. No, they won it. You're right. So I it's just I it, it's frustrating, it's disheartening to me how much the entire NFL, especially people in Nashville who witness it week in and week out every Sunday. discredit because of his position because he plays running back he's still playing a position on the field he's not like i
1: get your outrage but in this particular case derrick henry at four is
2: fine derrick henry at four I, i i i and 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 i know we're splitting hairs here and i know i'm obviously the most biased Homerish guy for you gotta say, you,
1: you have to save this built up rage for when he gets snubbed at MVP again.
2: Well, he's going to, and I know, I, so I know. it's like so say, every step. I just have to, w- w- the, my thought process on it is, I just need to make as much noise for Derrick Henry as possible so then people start to notice like how great this dude is. I made the number of videos I made last year for Cork <laughs> Bats j- just, uh, just arguing Derrick Henry to be MVP. And then he still ultimately did not win MVP. I don't even know if he finished second in MVP voting. He might've been third. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. Now with all of that said, I do want to point out one good thing I love about Derrick Henry with this list. And then we'll move on to remember the Titan. Remember a couple of seasons ago, maybe it was last season or the year before Patrick Mahomes finished like third, I want to say. Yeah, Derrick
1: Henry did not get a first place vote for MVP last season. So he finished behind third. That's, that's unbelievable. Mahomes got two votes. He finished in third. Josh Allen came in a distant second. He only had four votes. And Rodgers, you know, I mean,
2: that is, it, that is, that, that, that not yeah. voting
1: for Aaron Rodgers last season was, you know, a big mistake. And it, it's hard to kind of find a way to divide votes between Aaron Rodgers and
2: Derrick Henry, the quarterback. Um, that make, had that, an incredible that, that season. Literally makes my blood boil. I know. Literally, it is the laziest take in the NFL. It is the laziest take. I, I'm in, with you. In, I'll say it's the laziest take in all of sports. The laziest take in all of sports to say someone deserves to be most valuable player just because of their position, just because you play quarterback and it's a quarterback driven league. There are some teams that are not driven by their quarterback. Okay? There are plenty of teams that are not driven by their quarterback. The Tennessee Titans being one of them. I love Ryan Daniel, but that is so clearly false. It is like, uh, I'm sorry. I, right, I'm, let's get to remember the Titan before no. no, you no the, th- the thing I love about Derek Henry, real quick, when Patrick Mahomes finished third in this list, like a couple, like maybe it was last season or two seasons ago. I don't think they did one last season. I don't remember because of COVID. I, I can't remember. But, Patrick Mahomes finished like third or something and he tweeted out the handwriting emoji and like the notepad emoji. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh-huh. And I forget who and I I apologize to someone in Titans Twitter. If you listen to this pod, I I wholeheartedly apologize. Someone tweeted this and I and I thought it was a great take, but the fact that Derrick Henry continues to get disrespected by by the MVP voting, by the Madden uh <laughs> ratings by by now this list, like he's not getting the respect he deserves that he has earned. And yet you have never seen him once tweet the notepad and handwriting emoji. Literally the only thing he does is just drop another workout video. Like I- He went to
1: the Nick Saban PR school. He graduated, love, he graduated I,
2: top of his class. And that is one thing that I love so much about Derrick Henry. Look, I will carry the sword for him all day. As And if he just continues to go about his work and just get better and better and better, fine, do it. You do you, D, Henry, all right? You keep getting better, and then I will do the tweeting of the notepads and the emojis and all that crap, like, like, for you. You just keep doing you. I freaking love that dude. You will never once see him, like, be, like, notably disrespected about what it is all you will see him do is just put his nose down and go back to work and I freaking love that all right let's get to remember the titan uh Jack uh do you want to go first or do you want me to go first um I'll go first because
1: when when we think of this guy we think of cut day so I, I thought it was perfect to have him on today um you know, as the seasons change, this one stays the same. Yes, I'm talking about flu season. David Fluellen
2: Jr., middle name not listed by the way. Flu season. Um So wait, is is Fluellen, you know, I've heard that the Fluellen is uh just as deadly as the COVID Ellen. Is that true? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll
1: I'll say um that since since COVID kind of came in, Fluellen, the flu season kind of took a back seat. Um, and that's what's happened with David Flewland's career, actually, which is kind of sad. But at the same time, we appreciate him. He spent a lot of time with the Titans. Well, not a ton of time, but he spent three years with them. Uh he, he kind of bounced around before he found a landing spot. He was drafted or, or after the draft, he signed with the Eagles. Um, then he was traded to the Colts. Get this traded to the Colts for place kicker Cody Parkey. <laughs> a David Fluellen for Cody Parkey trade straight up happened okay don't forget about that then wow. the Colts waived him so the Colts pretty much gave Cody Parkey to the Eagles who then gave him to the Bears um although he made a couple stops in between um but Fluellen was waived by the Colts after being traded to them where he found his home on July 29th of 2015 with the Tennessee Titans that was until he was released at the end of roster cuts and added to the practice squad, so he spent his rookie season on the Titans practice squad. And he, look, this guy was a cut day legend. 2016 season, same deal, cut on cut day, signed to the practice squad, but he he got promoted on November seventh that season, um, before being waived in December. So you know, you know, it's, the Fluellen <laughs> life is kind of the loco life. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but you know, again in September of 2017, week two got his first carries, three carries, 18 yards, six yards per carry.
2: That's Derrick Henry numbers. No, that's um, – hey, and look, don't even get me started on the Fluellen for MVP campaign, okay? You think I was – my blood was boiling for Derrick Henry? Fluellen deserved the MVP that year. Over <laughs> six yards a carry? you kidding me? But 2018, 2019, he was dealing with knee injuries
1: and is a free agent right now. Kari Blasengame is, is really his – you know, the younger, faster, more athletic David Flewellen. You're only um, saying that because he went to Vandy. Well, no, and because it's true. And <laughs> while while we miss flu season, um, there's a special place in my heart. Um, and he always, he he comes to mind every cut day because there's always going to be a David Flewellen in the NFL. You're scratching and clawing every cut day, every year, kind of like NWI's first two seasons in the NFL. Not making any comparisons, but kind of like NWI. Where he's either the fifty-third man or the fifty-fourth, and you know, you know, as fate would have it, David Fluellen right now um, is not on an NFL roster. But don't give up on him in his Titans career. His numbers: eight rushes for a valuable thirty-seven yards. That's four point six yards per carry. That's all that gets you into the hall. It just does. You just, yeah. need, you just need more than eight carries. So David Fluellen of Toledo University, you are this week's remember the Titan.
2: Look, we raise our glass to you. What's and he's a Pisces.
1: We talked about Pisces last
2: last episode. He, we did talk about Pisces. Corlin
1: Finnegan's a Pisces. David Fluellen also a Pisces. So
2: raise your glass to Flew Ellen and let's take a flu shot. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Uh all right. Uh my Remember the Titan is a guy by the name of Justin Hartwig. Dead ugly. Be between Fluellen and Hartwig, this is an this is a great week for Remember the Titans with names. It's an all Line up right there yeah you know i am a big name guy uh justin hartwig drafted by the tennessee titans in the sixth round of the 2002 draft um now he did uh play college football at kansas uh he he was a three-year starter at right tackle obviously i mean you could freaking like yeah, i mean the name he,
1: justin hartwig is built for the outside of the offensive line
2: yeah you could you could literally. Uh, you, all you have to do is just have uh, a, a skeleton, and you could be a freaking three-year starter uh, at Kansas. <laughs> uh, he appeared in 38 games with 34 starts, named honorable mention All Big 12 as a junior, and earned second-team All Big 12 honors as a senior captain. Uh, He's a communication studies major, but uh, now I'm I'm naming him that, even though I absolutely despise Kansas uh, in my list of most hated college football teams. Uh, it is Kansas number one. You probably like. Does Kansas even have a college football? Wow. Team?
1: That well, you're a Missouri guy. So.
2: I am a Missouri guy, and that's why I hate Kansas. Missouri, the Missouri and Kansas hatred, uh, it it runs deep. It is it is a it is a two way street, and it runs very deep. And that's like uh, hating a three legged dog. Will Austin. And it really is. And with that said, I also hate three legged dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I would look. I would. I would gladly give one of my legs to a three-legged dog i would not to a three-legged uh jayhawk i don't even a jayhawk is a makeup made up bird for the for the fact okay uh but uh to me kansas is more of a fake school than bishop sycamore all right i don't oh i like I, it it all comes back around I, he, but with that said i do love me some justin Hartwig. played for the titans from 2002 to 2005 then uh ended up winning the super bowl of course, not with the Titans. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that, yeah,
1: that hasn't been done yet.
2: Yeah, he won with the uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl uh, 43. Was um, that the year they beat the Titans in the playoffs after starting 10-0? Ooh, was it, it 13-0 or something? It might be. It was 2008. Yeah, yeah, it was 2008. Uh, no, no, because the Titans lost to the Ravens that year. Didn't No, they? but
1: they— oh, no, I don't they, think the, you, I don't so think the totally Titans did. made the playoffs that they, year. They, in 2008 I I think that was it 2007? Wasn't that the year they missed it by a game? No cuz I think 2008 2008 was the year that they stomped on the terrible towel I believe. Yeah.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah, and then the next season they didn't go to the playoffs, right?
1: Well th- then they lost I think it was like 7 straight games or something. Yeah, cuz in 2008 they went 13 and 3 and when they beat the Steelers at home, they never won a game for the rest of the season. And they yes. lost. In, they lost against the Ravens in the divisional round.
2: Yeah, the yeah uh, in the 2008. Uh, oh no, no, no! The Titans lost in 2008 playoffs. Oh no, this is the 2008 season. Sorry, this is. I love that we're trying to figure this out on the podcast. I
1: think I got it right. I think I've people got
2: people are loving this. this. Is the best podcast because in- they had the Sports Illustrated cover in 08 of the Chain
1: Gang with Tony Brown, Curse, KVB, right. Albert Haynesworth. Okay
2: anyway, they, yeah, so let needless to say uh Justin Hartwig did not win the Super Bowl with the Titans. Uh, also he's from uh uh Des Moines, Iowa. I feel like that should be pointed out. that's the capital of Iowa Boise. I don't know I don't know if a lot of you people know that but um and then he was released in Wait. 2010 by the Steelers after getting beaten out by a starting job by rookie Marquise Pouncey. So, mm, I know that name, and yeah. Boise
1: is also in Idaho, right?
2: Boise, Boise is the capital of Idaho.
0: That's
1: this has correct. been a pretty factual podcast for those of you been. who may have the same questions we do. Where is Boise located? Um, does it rain more in Nashville or Seattle? Ton of good, ton of good factual nuggets you, for you guys to you, take home. Do you know the capital of Delaware? Mm, Vandal, no, that's Idaho. That's Idaho.
2: No. No, we just No, that's the Idaho Idaho. mascot. Yeah. It's the Idaho Vandals. Wow, my brain is falling out of my ear. Your brain is falling out, dude. I know we've been recording for a long time, but (laughs) geez.
0: Uh, Oh my God.
2: No, Dover (laughs) is the capital of Delaware. Uh, Wow. Okay. What about Vermont on the way out the door? Vermont, capital of Vermont. Vermont Peeler yeah, yeah how do i know that and hey and you always end on, end, no. end on a make. and and on a make. that's what we do all right leave this the is gym happy <laughs> this is the titan of podcast hey remember hashtag get saffold laid don't forget yes. that guys that is our we are getting we want to get saffled to the pro bowl hashtag get saffold laid l-e-i-d uh jack guys give him a follow on twitter at jack a gentry you can follow me on twitter at austin huff you only want to make your Twitter timeline better. You want to especially this week right now, football season's coming up. You want to have the best Titans content in your Twitter timeline. So follow, follow me, follow Jack, follow Titan up Pod on Twitter, follow at a to Z sports on all the socials. follow at Titan on Instagram. I'm telling you, you now is the time. It's like uh, like squirrels storing up nuts for the winter. Put our nuts on your timeline, okay? (laughs) Get us, get us like store us in your timeline so that way once the season comes, you can eat healthily, healthily, healthily. No, health heartily, 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 heartily. Heartily, Is that a word? Or healthy? You can eat healthy this uh, this season. (laughs) full of Titans content, and you'll numb it down. Nom, 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 And it'll be great. Uh, Jack, do you got anything for the road?
1: Hey, rate, review, subscribe if you like it. Um, 5, 10, 15, 20 stars, doesn't matter. Um, Just make sure to comment. uh, Four and a half stars for Titan Up Pod, half star for Buck. Hashtag get saffled laid. Get at
2: us with what you think about the rain debate because I'm right and I'm sure of it. Oh, my gosh. If, look if if you don't think if you don't think we we got good response on the uh, freaking d- does Demarco Murray have dimples then I don't think we're gonna get I don't any know dude I think in on the uh, weather I, debate there's not even a debate to be had you're literally saying hey, I think there's an untapped you know, untapped thing, meteorologist you know thing Seattle's fanboy. most known for uh, Nashville is more known for that like no nobody's gonna agree with you on that one
1: we need to ask Nash Weatherx that Twitter account that Chad Throw bullied that one time. Because oh, he was like bored one night and wanted Wait, to hang like on. make fun of the weather people.
2: Chad Withrow bullied someone on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: shocker. can't go too long talking about this, but yeah, Jeez. that happened. Shocker. Um that's weird. That's but so hey, rate like review, him. subscribe, <laughs> hashtag get saffled laid. Does it rain more natural or seattle? Has all the of that
2: skin of anyone I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's let's have fun on social media this week. We gotta get look, we gotta get it right. It's not Cardinals Hate Week this week, but next week. We got to be in go mode. We got to be ready to go. So, warm up use this week as your warm up. Right. Let's get active. Tweet at us. We'll tweet back at you. We'll retweet you. If you decide that Nashville does rain more than Seattle because apparently it's it's an opinion and not a statistical fact according to Austin, but we'll let you be the decider.
2: Right. Hey, and while you're clowning Jack for his Seattle versus Nashville rain takes, also clown him for his Derrick Henry is not uh, an MVP take. Uh, all That's right. Not uh what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got to get out of here. Uh, I guess with all that said, Dine They
0: used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago When they played in the Houston Astrodome They've gone from being spoilers to starting 6-0 and oh, Since they moved to Tennessee to call it home They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo
2: Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl They've had
0: the same head coach leading all the way That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play
1: They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee
0: Titans, they'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans all the way.